Welcome to Eating Too Much with Tiff and Mandy. We are two lonely mouth former chefs who love and sometimes struggle with food. And technology. But mostly love. Mm-hmm. Yay! <laughs> so if I, I can just... I hope you guys can hear me. If I can just describe what's going on. Yes, please. <laughs> We've had a hell of a time with technical difficulties this morning. We blame Evan. Yes. Yeah, Evan took the headphones that I normally use to a shoot and so i tried to use um ian's gaming headphones no dice he's got the splicer and yeah couldn't wasn't working wasn't happening and then tried to use regular apple headphones and that didn't work either (laughs) no so now i'm holding up the mic and my phone with mandy on speakerphone and i'm sharing it the mic with my phone and hopefully she doesn't develop a crick in her neck. Yeah, or in either hand. <laughs> right, right. So this is going to be a short podcast, maybe. We'll, we'll plow through. We'll plow through. So we apologize to you, six listeners. Yes, and thank you for sticking by us, six listeners. It'll be better next time. Yes, yes. How's your rear entry? <laughs> i am 12 years old um it's it's great i've gone to a few restaurants now and it's like and sat inside yep and it's you know feeling more normal we've had some situations where like certain servers still have their masks on and certain ones don't and then we were like oh it's because they're either vaccinated or not sure 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 like theoretically at least yeah i know i feel like i feel a little bit like i've thrown caution to the wind i'm still wearing a mask into stores same like grocery stores yeah partially because out of solidarity just because i feel like if they have to if the employees have to wear them then but a lot of employees don't now like at trader joe's they don't if they've been vaccinated well okay so our trader joe's i've only seen one person not wearing their mask everyone else is still totally masked yeah i think it's like an abundance of caution it totally depends on the stores um like the crew population too i've noticed that like i haven't seen anyone under the age of like 30 maybe with no mask on okay so i'm like yeah. the one person i saw too he was like he was stocking shelves so he wasn't like checking out maybe they maybe it's different rules like if you're checking out people versus if you're just sort of in the store i don't know but uh i do like that but, there's still like the partitions and everything me too me i too. mean that might be nice to have just forever agreed, agreed. Just for general. but our gym is completely balls to the walls no masks no nothing just everybody's Dang. together <laughs> it's All weird right. But also, it feels like I can't go back because I, it's so much easier to teach without a mask on. Yeah. I mean, class sizes are still smaller. Are they limiting that or is that just because? Yeah, no, they're limiting it. They're, oh, limiting, okay. they're still limiting class sizes, but like there's not like any social distance protocols really. I mean, I guess like in spin class, they still have, it's still 50% capacity. So every other bike, there's no bike seat, so they can't. So technically, everyone's six feet apart, but also we're in enclosed space. That's brutal. They just took the seats off? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why does that make me laugh? I know. You cannot sit next to your friend. Too okay. bad. That reminds me of but. a terrible joke I used to tell as like a junior high kid and I didn't realize what really I was saying, I think. Uh-huh. Maybe like younger, like maybe like fourth or fifth grade. And it would be these nuns are riding down the street on bicycles. Uh-huh. And every time they go over um, like a bump, yeah, you'd hear them go, woo! <laughs> <laughs> and by the third speed bump down the street, Mother Superior turns around and says, girls, keep it down or we'll have to put the seats back on. Oh, my gosh. I don't know where I heard it from or where I got it from, but it is so inappropriate. And it wasn't until like years later thinking back on it that, and I mean, I told anyone that would listen that joke. When I was, when I was in seventh grade, my Halloween costume was a pregnant nun. And I just thought it was so funny, but I'm like, that's kind of dark it and is and strange in several ways oh that is pretty funny i know and also the other day ian was like we were talking about something being like brutal or like crazy and he's like yeah he totally curb stomped him and i was like okay rewind like because he's heard someone say that and he has no idea what it means Hmm. yeah and I was like, okay, so that's really, really violent, and that's not something that we say. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't even know what it meant. I'm like, yeah, I get that. You're the age where we say things, and we don't really know what they mean. Yeah, I feel like I was that age when the first Austin Powers came out, and I like started using shag in my regular vocabulary and had no right. idea. Right, right. Like I thought it was like kissing. Yeah, I wonder why nobody corrected me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, You went across the country. I did. I did. We went to Boston and Maine and Salem and all over the East Coast, and it was awesome. Did you take creepy tours in Salem? Yeah. Yeah, we did, like, the witch, the Salem witch house tour, which was not, it was really interesting. It was, like, completely, not even a guided tour. It was, like, go into this room and these weird like wax figures are going to tell you a story kind of thing and then go into another room and then there's like everything was like over a loudspeaker so there was like people there but it was very much like go into this room and stand here and we're going to explain what you're looking at and then go into another room and stand there I thought it was gonna be more like walking around like looking at old artifacts and stuff yeah that's weird so um yeah the the cool part is it was very much like witches are not bad this was all bullshit like i liked the the tone of it was very progressive and like um that's good save the witches basically all of salem salem was like such a progressive affirmative like and also it was fun because we were there right at the beginning of pride so oh yeah all these churches had rainbow flags and i was like this town is cool they were like, see, we're not just all like horribly. Right. What is it? Yeah. What was we're it so like? Puritan. Sorry we burned some witches 300 years ago here, but yeah. we're definitely not going to burn any gays today. We <laughs> love the gays. Gays are not witches. We're trying to make witches up for it. Witches are not witches. If the gays are witches, it's okay. <laughs> exactly. We support the gay witches. 
all gay witches, please come to Salem. I did, however, have terrible seafood the very first night we got there. Oh, no! We could see the water. Um, There was this this restaurant called Sea Level that that, um, that Ian and I had somewhat stumbled onto on YouTube where these two very nice lesbians vlogged about how awesome Sea Level was and we saw their food and so we were like, first night, that's where we're going. We got a reservation. It was really busy, so I was like, well, this place can't be bad and they I it was like the worst clams I've ever eaten in my life like they were seriously they had to have been rotten because I kept going like I haven't had a clam in a really long time I don't remember them tasting terrible oh no yeah and we made the mistake too well first of all we'd been traveling all day and eating like airplane snacks right right so we were all beyond starving yeah. so it wouldn't have mattered what was on our table we were going to eat all of it and we made the mistake of getting like the fisherman's platter which is basically like everything fried on oh, a tray man. and and so and it was just like flavorless and the fish was inedible the clams were inedible oh no some other stuff was okay the scallops were okay so i don't know if they were just having an off night if we ordered the wrong thing but but it was really sad because literally the rest of the trip, I was like, I don't want seafood. I oh, don't no. want lobster. I don't want. And I ended up eating lobster like a couple more times and was just like, it made me feel kind of sick. Well, because you were probably like PTSD from a little that first bit. Day. Yeah. And a little bit. And also just like one time I got like lobster taco. I don't know. One of the things that I noticed about eating in on the east coast at least in the restaurants that i where i had experienced like one thing i was noticing is there's not they don't use acid in the same way that i'm used to especially with seafood out here like i'm used to a lot more acid and and every time i would eat something on the east coast like even like the lobster because i was like okay lobster tacos and it said with like a cilantro crema and i was like okay they're gonna cut it with like lots of cilantro and and lime lime or yeah and i thought that would be really yummy and it ended up like the it ended up being creamy like it just like they put a lot of butter on the lobster and then the crema was like there was a little cilantro but it was basically like creamy not that does not sound good well, no, it just sounds like there's not a, there wasn't a balance in the things that you had, like a, a balance of flavors. I haven't right. had that experience on the East Coast, but you know, my wife picks fancy pants places. <laughs> yeah, well, and even like the woman that we were staying with in Maine, she's got a great palate, and and like she took us to fantastic restaurants. Like I had an amazing burger, like every breakfast was delicious. And we went to this place like Claws and she's like, this is where you go to get lobster. And that's where we got the lobster tacos. And I was like, I mean, the lobster was prepared fine. It didn't taste bad, but I was like, okay, this crema is not hitting it. And then the worst part was it was like, it comes with pico de gallo. The pico de gallo was sweet and it had blueberries in it. What? I was like, what is happening? I It was what? so gross. I couldn't even eat it. Yeah. yeah. I don't. What? Uh, oh. I know. I'm telling you. See, I with stuff like that. I was like, I don't understand. I don't understand what's going on. What's happening. With stuff like that, I'm like, why can't you just call it like 
a blueberry salsa. Why do you have to call it yes. pico de gallo? Because then there's something yeah. very specific in my head with very just specific. like tomatoes, onions, like a little bit of cilantro, a good hit yeah. of lime or lemon, yeah. like very simple and yeah. adds to everything you put it on. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. You know what? That's yeah. also what pisses me off about like, I don't know, we're going to alienate a bunch of people, but that's what pisses me off about like vegetarian meat. I'm like, why do you try to make it taste like beefy? If it's right. like, like I've had some really amazing vegetarian patties and vegetarian burgers and yep. that are just like seasoned well, like chopped grilled vegetables or whatever. Right. Really nice beans. Like beans and rice are delicious. You can make a patty. I'm trying to think. I used to make this veggie burger that was so, so good. And it was absolutely not mimicking meat. It was just like, yeah, really bright with lots of really delicious vegetables. I think it was like some quinoa and some beans and you could taste everything. And it it was totally satisfying does not need to you don't need to mimic right and i'm like why does it need to taste like beef isn't the whole point because you don't want to eat beef right i don't understand yeah yeah i mean but i i get it if it's like burgers though out there it was like so we stayed in rockland maine for the majority of the time and it's like a little sort of hippie art arts community and so you know she's like everyone all the restaurants like they all want to like source locally so like everything was really fresh and well, delicious. Love that. And so yeah so it was just I just didn't have a great seafood experience doesn't mean that it's not attainable but either that or maybe I just learned I'm not that into seafood or like at least oh. not lobster <laughs> well did you did you venture to any I mean okay so you had the clams experience but that was probably just right. one type of clam Right. Yeah. After that, I was really not interested in clams. And then also I was like, okay, well, Maine lobster. So I need to like keep trying lobster. So I had lobster two other times and I was like, this is okay. It just didn't blow me away. Like I had a lobster roll and I was like, okay, this is a bunch of lobster in a hot dog bun. But it should be like a buttery bun and the lobster should have like just a touch of mayo and like some good celery behind it and yeah there's no celery good seasoning yeah it was a brioche bun mm. i don't know i was just like it's kind of like me with sushi i'm like i don't get it maybe you're just yeah maybe you're just not into it maybe i'm just not into it i didn't hate it but yeah i just i um I wanted a burger <laughs> i just wanted a burger <laughs> it sounds like the burgers did not disappoint Mm-mm. So yesterday I sent to like almost everyone I talk to regularly one of those memes that's like one's got to go and it showed a picture of and I didn't send it to you you'll see for obvious reasons but it showed a picture okay. of tacos pizza okay. okay chicken wings okay and sushi so I was like well Mandy's gonna oh. say sushi yeah. <laughs> like, but Easy. for me and I have to say a majority of the people who I get along with food wise. Um, it was get rid of chicken wings because I think that you can get pretty close to what is yes. like so satisfying about chicken wings with like chicken fingers and other fried chicken parts. Um, that actually, that's actually what I was going to say. Well, and just my one more, my one defense of sushi too. Like I actually made sushi with Ian for the first time last weekend. 
for Father's Day. Uh-huh. It looked really good. Like it didn't, I, I screwed up the rice and I actually know how to make proper sushi rice. So I, that was my bad. And then the seaweed was kind of, I, I was, do you know, like, is there a special brand to buy? Like what's sort of the best brand to buy? Cause I ended up going to cost plus world cause there's not an Asian market out here and they um, had roasted, you know, um, seaweed. Uh-huh. to use for sushi but it was kind of bland and a little gummy um so the gummy comes from if it gets too wet okay so i don't know if that was a rice issue or a having too much water on your fingers to not stick with sure. stuff but Probably. that can happen with any of the seafood uh the seaweeds okay. but usually okay. if i'm making it and i haven't for years but i just go to then you know there's a shit ton of asian markets around here japanese markets right and stuff, so there's right always- right yeah i'm gonna do some internet research because i was like the good news was it was a lot easier to roll than i had anticipated that was that was the problem I had anticipated. So the actual rolling and cutting, like it looked like sushi and I love vegetarian sushi. So I like pickled a bunch That's of like vegetables and I love it because I love the rice. I love the seaweed. I love the pickly vegetables and then I love dipping it into the ponzu and the soy. And so that, that part I'm totally down with. It's just the, the raw fish part. But I'm like, eh. <laughs> the actual sushi that you're not yeah. down with. Yeah, it just doesn't add anything to me, and I, and I don't really think I like the texture. I mean, I could understand the textural thing. I think all the fish taste different. I think it's all, like, I mean, obviously, there's really good sushi, and then there's, like, sushi, questionable sushi. <laughs> but right. but right. I think for the most part, if you go to places that are busy enough, like, you know, and if it's fresh fish, then it's hard to go wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm hard to disappoint when it comes to, like, yeah, certain ways of cutting it are like you know more tender certain ways of cutting it are more like make them more stringy or whatever but like i get it if you're not into that the mush and then if places aren't doing the balance of of like rice and other crunchy pickled things and right if that's not like on point yeah the rice is a hard one to get like i like i've watched some of these documentaries people spend like 10 years learning how to make the rice or longer you know, to get, yeah. get it just right. I mean, it's and like I'm certainly not that level, but I can do it where it's like it's not mushy and it's flavorful without being like, "Ooh, I can just taste vinegar." You know? Yeah, so that's kind of where I am too. Yeah, like made it a couple times, fanning it. You know, doing the the rainfall of of like a sweetened rice vinegar kind of thing. Yep. Yep. I actually like eating the rice just as as rice too. I think it's so interesting flavor wise. It yeah, makes me, me happy. Too. I'll just I'll just do it with like a, I'll make like little bowls with like some beef and some rice and some veggies and it's like sushi without the seaweed or, or I don't know more like Korean I guess Korean style sushi. Without although the Korean fish. style sushi they're not really doing vinegar they're just doing sesame. Yeah. Have you had Korean sushi? I have. I mean, do you like it? I didn't really understand cooked, right? it, but it was, I didn't understand why it was called sushi because to me it just wasn't, but it was delicious. Yeah. But oh, I want Korean food so bad. I'm so ready. I just saw on my Instagram this morning this um, Korean barbecue kit. And you like buy this Ooh. box and it has everything like the meat, the things to make the marinade, all the accoutrement, 
like you buy this giant box and it's, wow. it's like not cheap but it's like a giant feast of korean barbecue <laughs> i just feel like i'd rather go out and, and have them make it hell yeah that, you'd rather go out box. yeah uh do you i follow have... dave chang on um i do on... did you see with his mom with the unboxing of all the stuff uh-huh. she brought? All the little kitchen tools and food. I was like, please just keep recording this for like two more hours. And I just want to watch your mom just talk to you and hang out. I love his mom so much. She's so cute. She's so cute. And I'm scared she's not doing good. I think she's got cancer again. Oh, no. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know that for a fact. But when he showed that picture of her and it looks like she doesn't have hair. She's wearing her little. Yeah, she has a little kerchief thing on. Yeah, I hope she's okay. Yeah. She's not ever allowed to die. At least not until, you know, I do. Exactly. Um, Exactly. Shall we top chef? Let's do it! Season 18, episode 5. Yep. So we're in Portland. We're still in Portland, and uh, the quick fire they're using Rose, which I would have not the first idea I think it's foul. What to do. I mean, there's, <laughs> I love Mediterranean food and Persian food right. Persian and all food. the places yeah. where it's used, but I cannot, like, I, I just, it tastes like potpourri to me. I can't deal. They were using rose water, rose salt, rose sugar, rose oil, dried rose yeah. buds, different kinds no. of roses. No. Uh-uh. No. And I feel like if I was a guest judge, this it would this would be my luck. This would be the challenge that I would be like, great. I don't want to taste any of this. Yeah, because I mean, if you're trying to highlight it, you can't kind of, you know, disguise it. You have yeah. to feature it without overpowering everything. And I feel like that's so, I mean, like with Nelson's, like he made a beautiful rice and beans and they're like, not enough rose. I can't taste it. Right. It's like, no shit. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, and I want to eat that plate. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the closest things that I was like, I kind of want to try that were the ones that were sweeter, like Shoda's mochi ball. Yeah, I could see that. Or Dawn's looked okay. Um, I don't want rose with fish. Yeah, that seems weird. I don't want a rose salad. Oh, Sarah's salad looked so gross, especially after she sprinkled more rose on it. How about Rose when they water, show her, like, testing the salad dressing, and she's got this, like, creamy dressing lettuce leaf, like, sticking out of her mouth. I'm like, you guys, really? Did you have to, like, show that? It, like, was, not... it was gross. It was it gross. It was so goopy and gloppy. Um, Dawn's I would have tried. She had that fritter. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, fry it. Like, yeah. But again, about, it was, like, like flowery, something with the... Sweet. She she used fennel and rose, so I was like, oh, that's actually like really interesting, like because that's it like does sound a, interesting. It's a stronger flavor, and then yeah. she did like peaches and cream, but peaches and rose cream. I was like, All yeah, right, I could maybe like get into that, but I again, I feel like if I can really taste the rose, I wouldn't like it. No, so I don't know. Nope, it was fine. Chris won with his porridge. La bouille. La bouille. Um, yeah, I don't know. Rose isn't my thing. No, I don't even, no. like, I like going around and smelling the, like, have you ever gone to the Huntington Gardens and they have the giant rose garden and there's, like, a bajillion different 
strains of roses. I've been there, but I don't think I've been there when it's been like peak rose season. So what you go and you smell so so last month it was totally peak rose season and everything was in bloom and it's so funny because some of them smell like very perfumey but then some of them smelled like sweet and some of them had no smell and some of them you know it was like a giant variety of scents that's cool yeah so i kind of wonder if you could use that like if you're I don't know if you were given because they had like all these different strains of dried rosebuds. I'm like, sure, I wonder sure, sure. if like certain ones play, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it would play better. Like if you did the sweeter one, that yeah. was more like sweet or more that maybe that tasted greener as opposed to floral. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like screams grandma's potpourri. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, what did it what did that fine. guy say? It smells like grandma's purse. Oh yeah, Richard Blaze when he walked out yeah. for the next challenge. Yeah, <laughs> smells like, like grandma's purse in here. <laughs> so the elimination challenge. Um, Drive in. It's insane. Such a good idea, though, especially in the pandemic. Like, what a cool way to be able to have people from the public come in and be able to taste the food in a safe way. Yeah, and the first, what, two rows were all them in the sponsored BMWs. Uh-huh. And, of course, it's raining. I was like, oh, man, that would be such a bummer. You have to, like, keep using your windshield wipers. But I guess they weren't really – I mean, the movie they were watching was they were they were able to watch the The chef cook. right. Right. So um, the challenge, I guess, of it was, you know, creating a dish for each um, genre. Right. So it was comedy, drama, action, sci-fi, horror, and romance. Yep. And it's a team challenge. So there's two teams and each team is going head to head with someone. So team two's comedy versus team one's comedy. Yeah, and so comedy, Jamie did a chicken wing that she didn't even want to do. I know. And then listened to everyone when they said cook it less, which was against her own gut of cooking it more to stay crispy. And just dumb. Versus Byron's Korean chicken, which looked fucking delicious. Looked amazing. Um, And wasn't that Gabriel's idea, too? He He was the one that was really, like... Pushing the chicken. Yeah. Yeah. And she's She's like, I just don't want to whatever. And, you know. I literally like everyone else. Everyone else in this whole cast except for him. He's the only one that I'm like, I do not like you. The more I get to know you, the less I like you. Same. Every episode, it's like reinforcing that I do not like this man. No. He's a dick. He's got such a, like, he just has a lot of unresolved trauma. Clearly, we saw that. We saw that in the uh, quick fire. He's like, "Well, I'm grumpy about this because I don't have a relationship with my mother." And I'm like, "Okay, here it is. There, here we go. Now we're getting down to it." This is why you have to mansplain everything. Yeah, yeah. What did your mother do to you? But also, like, come on, you're eating it in a car. They already said, "Beware of, be wary of, like, the method of eating it." Like, Byron was yeah. brilliant. He did pieces of boneless chicken and gave them a skewer to pick and dip it up, like, pick it up and dip with. Which was so cute as compared to like 
like I was like, I was thinking, I don't know if I would have thought of that. I think I would have thought of the skewer, but I would have put it on the skewer. But right. Like, oh, just having it be like basically like popcorn chicken. Right. But then you can like then then to have that as a method of like getting the food to your mouth is actually way um, cleaner than having something already on the skewer. Or so, even so like smart. even just a toothpick wouldn't be as neat because it's so much smaller and you're, you know, like the, the skewer was brilliant. Byron thought of it all. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it looked delicious. I really wanted to try it. What did you think of Padma's, um, her little genre skits? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they were cute. I mean, they were obviously like very low budget, quick skit, but, I mean, I love Padma, so. Well, so I've, I've watched, you know, I'm, I'm actually caught up. I can't wait to watch the, so this was my second viewing of this episode. And the first time I found it so cringy and then watching it the second time, I realized I'm finding it cringy, not because of her performance or the thing, but how every time she does it, they, they cut to her watching herself yeah. And she's got this big smile on her face and it's just like it's so it makes me very uncomfortable. It's so cheesy. It's, it's like so but it's cheesy. but it's meant to be, I think. Right. I, but then what then her watching I liked her, it. Aww, yeah. Made me made my skin crawl a little bit. I think it was more like her laughing at herself. Yes. Yeah. Than being like I didn't need it every time. Like maybe once, but they literally cut yeah. up after every single one. And again, like, come on, producers. Right. We get it. We get it. The judges liked Padma's thing. Like, you don't have to show it every single time. Um, Although Tom's Tom's reactions, I enjoyed the most. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he doesn't filter <laughs> himself. Yeah. Yeah. And he also doesn't smile a whole lot, so it was like yeah, in that like nice scary thing. dad kind of way, right, right. Um, okay, okay so, so Byron obviously won first. that one. Yeah, he won that one. And then what was next? Drama. Drama was Chris's ribs. Again, what the fuck, you guys? Ribs. Yeah. yeah. Like if it was so fall off the bone, take it off the fucking bone and give it yeah. to them, and like do a rib shooter. I don't know. And then Dawn's popcorn with the duck skin for a cake and then the caramel. I was like, oh, my God, that looks so good. Yeah. And popcorn was like, and it's so appropriate. Movies Perfect. And popcorn. <clears throat> Perfect. So I just had a hard yeah. time being like, how do these. I mean, it was almost in the delivery of how they introduced the dishes that it's like, right. how do these portray this genre? And I'm with Gabriel, like, what's a dramatic food? And I, that, that's a very hard, I don't know what a dramatic food is. What, what would you do for a drama? I don't know. It's a dramatic food. I don't know. That's, I had a hard time with this entire thing. Yeah. Like. Yeah, comedy's hard too. Comedy, they both went chicken, but I don't know. Romance Romance is definitely easier because there's also foods that are well-known aphrodisiacs and that kind of thing. And I thought Sarah's, like, story with the milkshake was super cute. Agreed. Agreed. Um, Action. Fucking Gabriel. How is he still there? 
I know. I'm pissed. I wish he would have gone home for those stupid cauliflower tots. That weren't even good. They weren't even good. The action was that you dip the tots into a sauce. And you pick from one of two sauces. Uh-huh. A choose-your-own-adventure. The fuck, man? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Who was the other one? The other one? Oh, Maria's Sonora dog that she made the sausage and made the buns from scratch. So again, not really, I mean, the action was that she had to actively work her ass off <laughs> to make right. homemade hot dogs with homemade buns in the rain. And she was cooking those buns in like toaster ovens, basically. So yeah. She should have won. I mean. They looked incredible. Yeah. I thought she was going to yeah. be the winner. Yeah. Incredible. Um, but her story, it's a, a, again, it was her story that like sold it. It's, oh, right. Right. After you get some action, you get a Yeah. <laughs> or like after you've been dancing or, you know. Right. Being active. Who was it? Go out. <laughs> who was it that said, um, yes. usually the hot dog's the action for me. It was Gail. <laughs> it was Gail. Yeah. Like, I can relate to that, Gail. My and everyone said it was delicious. Definitely a hot dog. Um, and then sci-fi Nelson's unidentified Dominican object. Yep. So smart. Like just go so literal. Smart. Yeah, those would have been that one would would have been the hardest for me to judge because the pupusa looked delicious, and then I was completely intrigued with Abishar's like frozen s'more, and he was so cute. He was like, yeah, clearly I'm actually a UFO. And, or not a UFO. I'm, clearly, I'm an alien. I'm from it's outer totally space. Totally tracked. Yeah. <laughs> of course you are. Yeah, the, both of those looked good. And I think they said it was super close. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And then horror, yeah, I'm with you. I didn't want either of them. Uh, that corn dog looked frightening. Well... I think that when food is very black because it's so ingrained in me that black is burnt and horrible. Yeah. So yeah. even when it's not, I don't know. I have a hard time. Although I do yeah. love black sesame things. And it I do so like much, squid with squid ink. <laughs> I feel like even if it would have if it would have been black on the outside, but then if it would have looked like it had like a good crunch from the fryer and then the right. inside was more normal looking or something, yeah. I think I could have gotten gotten past that. But then he put like a red bechamel sauce inside. And his story and then, was just horrible. He was like, My I love my dog so much dog. and if my dog was murdered that would be my biggest nightmare i'm like holy dark place batman yeah 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 i feel like horror was like the biggest uh, like missed opportunity because i feel like there's lots of ways that you could have done really fun horror or even if like like gabe did a seafood cocktail that he went like a bajillion different directions with which i think was the problem so nothing tasted great Right. But even if it's he like, just like did it in a little like, you know, those little dishes that like a corn dog would come in or whatever. Yeah. And you just yeah. like did a splatter or something that looked like a crime scene or right. I don't know. Right. I just felt like that was a lost opportunity for both of them. But yeah, it didn't look good. And I wonder too, like how much time did they get to decide? Maybe they literally had like 10 minutes to figure out what they were going to do before they shopped. And I mean, I think they did because they were showing them like coming up with the menu. 
And it is hard because, like, I'm sitting here talking to you. I've watched it twice. I've thought about it off and on for weeks, and I'm sitting here going, I don't know what I would do. I don't know what I would do other than I feel like I would – I feel like I could see myself coming up with a popcorn idea like that, like a two-way popcorn or maybe even three flavors or something. Like if I had, like, action, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to do three different kinds of popcorn. I feel like my brain would have gone there. But other than that, I'm like, oof. It's this hard challenge. That is, I think, yeah, the genre thing. I still don't, I I don't know what I would have done. Oh, and then yeah. romance was Sarah's milkshake versus the weird chicken liver churro. The, the team churro with chicken liver mousse and strawberry, and then a dolce de leche. Ugh. I don't know. Again, the milkshake looked incredible. It did. It was a little thin for me. I like my milkshakes thicker, but. But it had tons of chunk in it. That's true. So maybe it was meant to. It's a spoon milkshake. I'm like, maybe I don't really want a milkshake. I really want a blizzard. Yeah. Or like a frosty. Or a concrete. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like one of those things that's impossible to drink through a spoon. Oh, not through a spoon, through a straw. God damn it. Through a straw, like a thick straw. Like a boba straw. That'd be great. Yeah. 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 And the chicken liver mousse thing, that was that just them feeling like they had to do more. They couldn't just make a delicious churro. Which I feel like would have been enough. I think it would have been enough. I don't know. Got two sauces. So they each took it. I mean, one team won three right in a row, and then the other team came back with three right in a row, which, which was incredible. Kind yeah, of I totally unbelievable. The one team was just gonna yeah mow over because they won the first three, just like bam, bam, bam. And then it wasn't like there was such a clear winner on the other ones, whereas it was right. a very definitive clear winner situation for the first three. Yep. 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 But at the so, yeah. at the judges' table, they did the best dish takes the prize, and it was Byron's Korean chicken. Yay! And he got $10,000 cash as, like, a little surprise bonus. <laughs> yeah, he definitely was the, was the clear winner. I think the reason why Maria probably didn't win is that it was um, a little not obvious... They're like, she made a really good hot dog, you know? Right, right. That's probably the only reason. Then they did they did show that package of her calling her family and crying, saying she hasn't gotten any feedback. I know. That made me, that made me teary. I know. Her son is so sweet. He's like, we support you. We support you if you win. We support you if you lose. I'm like, oh. I love seeing sensitive boys. You have a sensitive boy. I do have a sensitive boy, but it's just so nice to see, you know, boys that are like allowed to be emotionally available. I think it makes for a um, more well-rounded man. Agreed. Unless they just lose their shit and go the other way. Right. Um, so Jamie got eliminated for her gummy funny chicken. <sighs> so sad. Even though it should have been those fucking tots. It should have been the tots. Stupid. I don't know why they didn't. I don't know why Gabriel. they didn't do that. I think that was a mistake. Uh, last chance part. chicken. Last chance last. kitchen. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but it's true. They do chicken again. <laughs> they did. Me of, 
because I've, I watched it, but I didn't watch it like this week. So Okay, so this is again. where they showed like 12 parts of chicken, like every single okay. piece of chicken that you can figure. And yeah. like from the head, the neck, the skin, the feet, the, feet. you know, the, the innards, like the liver, the gizzard, the whatever. Yeah. So they picked and it was kind of auction style. Like, well, I, I think we should have this and I think we should have this. And so they picked doing the thigh. So it's, so Jamie went in. Oh my God, I have to sneeze. Bless you. Oh, I almost just fell over because I was holding the phone and microwave. <laughs> microwave? What is wrong with me? The phone and microphone as far to my right as possible as I like threw my face towards the left. Nice. Um, oh, that feels better. So they picked the thigh, liver, skin, the oysters, and the feet. Wasn't it like a game where they had to be like, I can do this many in 20 minutes. And they were like, I can do this. So they many. started like, at 30. Yeah. So it was like kind of auction style. And Tom was like, can you do it in 30 minutes? And then Kiki was like, I can do it in 25. Uh, and then he was right. like, can you do it in 24? And Jamie was like, no. I don't understand the point of that. What if, why didn't they just like say I can do it in 30 and just stop there like what what advantage was there to be like well you're trying to put your if you have a clear plan you're trying to put your opponent at a disadvantage right without fucking oh, yourself oh okay that makes sense so it's like See, this okay this is how non-competitive I am <laughs> I would just I would just want to give both of us 30 minutes give us as much time as possible to give us the best yeah. shot to win no you're trying to fuck exactly. the other person without fucking yourself Oh boy. But then okay. Kiki, it's like it's like Tom wants to eat raw chicken. <laughs> that's so funny. I remember that. Yeah. And then poor Kiki, she like messed up and was thinking that the drum was the piece she needed, and so she did a drum and foot fry instead yeah. of the thigh where the oyster also is. So for people uh -huh. that don't know, the oyster is that little nugget of meat as that's kind of part of the thigh that is super tender and flavorful and there's only yeah. one per thigh so two per chicken yeah um when i went to um Guy Savoy in paris they had one year they had a dish that was just the chicken oysters Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was See, like, I what? It was part of the thigh. I thought the oyster was like, you know how like on the chicken back, there's like two. The nubbins. Yeah. There's like, but there's like two bigger ones. And they're like, you know, the size of the oyster. And there's two. So I knew it was two per chicken. And to me, I thought that was the oyster. So it is, it's, it's not technically a part of the thigh, but it usually gets butchered with the thigh because it can stay connected. So, oh, so okay. when you're learning to butcher a chicken, they're always like, don't just cut off the oyster when you're flipping the thigh, you know how you have to crack that joint to like, yes. so it's like, you want to keep it attached because then otherwise it's just going to, you know, make stock or whatever you're doing exactly. with the carcass. It's so yummy. Okay, I just realized it. I was gesturing through that, that little bit there with my microphone hand. <laughs> so okay. I don't you actually... I don't know if it lost you, if it lost me. We'll find out. We'll um, find out, won't we? So Jamie made an incredible looking dish. It was a chicken curry, and then mm -hmm. she made a liver pate to spread on oh. 
a baguette to dip in the curry and she like grilled the thigh for like flavor and it just looked like such a good use so of it smart. and like crisped up the skin by deep frying it and did like pieces yeah. of that over the curry just on top so it's say yeah. crispy um, kiki did a fried chicken and then threw all the other parts into a stock that she like drizzled over it okay which i was like that's probably delicious but really like highlighting all the parts i think that they made the right decision tom made the right decision jamie totally used the use the parts better yeah 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 when tom was eating kiki's because then she like was digging around her kit for her thermometer and she's like i don't have my thermometer she's like i can't serve the man raw chicken again Oh my gosh, Kiki. Yeah, his comment was, well, it's not raw. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's cooked all the way through this time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, all I can say is this season is so good. I'm so excited for you to continue watching. I am too. And it's, it's like actually it's so been hard good. not to just continue watching the next episode because I want to watch them for the first time, be- right, right a day or so before we record so it's fresh. Yeah. Yeah. But man... Good for you. I, I watch it literally the night it comes out because Evan has a screenwriting group that night. So Ian and I have been watching together and it's been so fun. Oh, so you're completely so, caught up. Yeah. I mean, it's about to be over. Ugh. Yeah. So I don't know. We might have to start doubling up episodes just because we're it's going to not be relevant anymore. Yeah. We might want to do like two for the next podcast. Perhaps. Or something. Perchance. Or something. Yes. Um, so I have a last morsel. Yay! Last, I'm excited to hear about this. Last week I went to a... Ow! I just tried to sit back and my ears are plugged in. Oh. Um, last week I went to an ice cream social. Tam's sister threw an ice cream social. It was a party with about, I want to say like 15, 16 people. Everyone was vaccinated except for the seven-year-old. It was super fun. Super fun. And the whole idea was bring your favorite ice cream or your make your favorite homemade ice cream. So I was like, I can't just go buy a pint of ice cream. Of course, you're Tiffany. (laughs) Of course. Um, But I don't have an ice cream maker. So I started doing all this research, and there's like all these ways to make ice cream without the ice cream machine, right? Yep. Yep. I'm sure when you were a kid, like one of the, one of the things you do was like the bag in the bag with the ice and salt and, you know, you're mushing it around. Like I, I've done that before. Um, so the method that got the best reviews from multiple places was called the food processor method. So you don't have to have an ice cream machine. You do have to have a food processor, which I feel like more people have. Agreed. In general. Um, So our lemon tree, our Meyer lemon tree in the courtyard is like busting them out. So I was like, I'm going to make a lemon ice cream. So it was, it's like you do your, your ice cream per your recipe. Yeah. So it was totally a custard base, five yolks, and then, you know, tempered, tempered into a heavy cream and milk mixture. And then that I had steeped, um, a shit ton of lemon zest in and then oh. you let that cool overnight so it's like this thick goopiness, you know, it's a custard. Okay. And then right. the next day you whisk in like a shit ton of lemon juice. Okay, the next day. 
Yeah. So once the custard is like completely chilled. And then you put that in, I used a half sheet pan, a quarter sheet pan and a gallon Ziploc bag. So it would freeze flat and freeze that. So because it's like a custard, it doesn't freeze totally solid. It freezes into like pretty easily breakable pieces. And then you throw those pieces into a food processor. And I swear to God, like nobody, everybody was like, it's fucking delicious. Nobody would know that it wasn't made because it gives it, I think the food processor, like the way it cuts up the super frozen chunks, it like makes it that light, lighter, like churned you know, kind of flavor. And then I put it into an ice cream container and froze it. Okay. So it was super scoopable. It took two days because you have to have the freeze and chill time. It's it's not a quick recipe, but it was fucking delicious. Sounds so good. It was so good. And I I would do it again. It's like it's not hard. Um, you do have you to make the custard. And you had it in the ice cream container and you froze it. Then when you took it out, like it, it scooped like ice cream, like everything. It scooped like, like ice cream, looked oh like God. ice cream, tasted like ice cream. Like not a single person was, that tried it didn't love it. I was curious if you did one of the sweetened condensed milk recipes. Those, those are always So I've me. seen those too, but I was like, I want to go like traditional ice cream. And that's part of one of the reasons why I picked the food processor method, because sometimes with the different um, non-machine re- like methods, they require you to like finagle the recipe yeah, to like make it so it's not going to be as icy or so that it'll be more creamy or, and it's right. like, like for instance, using the sweetened condensed milk. And I'm like, no, I want it to be like a classic summer ice cream. Yeah. 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 I, I, I really, I feel like I want to try to do the, the sweetened condensed milk one, just, one time just to try it. I've heard it eats greasy, which is weird to me. Oh, I know. I'm not sure why. Maybe try it and, and let I'm, us know. I know. I'm like, would I like that? Would I hate that? Maybe I would like my ice cream to eat greasy. <laughs> I've never, never had a greasy ice cream I don't experience know. before. I tried pistachio ice cream for the first time when I was in Maine. I love pistachio ice cream. I fell in love okay. with it as a gelato. See, I don't get it, though. And maybe this was just a bad ice cream because it was like it was very whatever and you know we went to like the local place where everything's made in house and blah 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 there's a big line and and then then Ian and I got our ice cream and we were both like okay (laughs) it tasted fine but there was it didn't taste special in any way and I got pistachio and I was thinking it was gonna have like chunks of pistachio like pieces of pistachio and literally what what it tasted like to me was it tasted like vanilla ice cream with almond extract in it oh it didn't taste like pistachio to me it tasted like almond extract so is it supposed to taste like pistachio so i could see like there is like an a, an almond reminiscent note to the flavor uh-huh. of pistachios like when you're eating them but my favorites have been uh, pistachio gelatos that do have chunks of the chopped pistachios in them. Yeah, that's what I was expecting. But it didn't even taste like pistachios to me. It tasted like marzipan ice cream or something. It was very weird. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah, I know. And I thought of you. I was like, is this what Tiffany likes? No. <laughs> I don't get it. 
But maybe it's also, maybe it's like a seafood thing. Maybe pistachio ice cream's not for you. <laughs> I, don't know. I know. I had some of the strangest food experiences. I will say, though, on like the disordered eating tip, I sort of did like intuitive eating while I was gone, and it was fantastic. Did you find the transition difficult or did it come naturally because no, you were on vacation? It came so, it was so much faster and so much. And it made me trust myself so much more. Like, for example, like That's that awesome. first night we ate like everything fried under the sun. And then after that, and I, and I, by no means did I binge on like on that meal, you know, but it was just like, so after that, I was like, I have no interest in French fries. I have no interest in a tater tot. You know, like I would get, I would get plenty of meals. We basically ate every single meal out and I would get plenty of meals that would come with like, fried potatoes or french fries and i was like it wasn't i wasn't like i'm not gonna eat the potato because i don't want you know whatever i literally would just eat a couple of them and i was like i'm good like it really just showed me that so much of when my of what my brain tells me about food and that i'm gonna eat everything and i'm going to um expand and to be bigger than the universe like is just bullshit I wonder if part of that, though, was inadvertently having, like, a fried stuff overkill the first day after not having anything, like, any real food. Yeah. yeah. It's like when I yeah, tried I to didn't... cure myself of Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> Just eat 30 of them, and then you're, you'll hate Krispy Kreme. Well, I got to nine, and I barfed, and then yeah. I didn't eat Krispy Kremes for, like, the next 10 years. Yeah. Well, also, I'm not, like... To me, I'm not like a French fry. Like that's not a big trigger food for me, mm-hmm. anyways. But but I was just noticing, like I was ordering what I wanted to eat, and then I would eat it, and I was like leaving food on my plate, and I was happy to share, and um, and because we were eating so much, like I just I wasn't thinking about food all in the same way that when I'm home and I'm like restricting that I'm like constantly thinking about food and when can I eat again? Like I was just like, it felt more like food was right sized on this on vacation where I was like, okay, there's food and it's available to me and I can eat it if I want, or I don't have to eat it right now. And like, there will be more food and it just wasn't on my mind as much as it normally is. I love that. And then also there's like a million things you're doing on vacation. So yeah. it's, you know, more distractions, more. So it's like yeah. you kind of forget until you actually feel hunger. Yeah. If you feel hunger. <laughs> Sometimes we go on vacations and people are like, I don't think I've been hungry for the last nine days. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely like by the last day, like the day that we spent in Boston, it was really hot by that point. And literally the whole day and we walked all day too. And the only thing that I had was like a sandwich at lunch and I wasn't even hungry, like going into the meal. I ate the sandwich just because I was like, I should eat. I had time to eat. And we yeah. Walking. And that was literally the only thing I ate for that whole day and I wasn't hungry at all and I don't even think I was hungry until like half of the next day um that'll happen restaurant food is yeah my body's not used to eating so much restaurant food but it was but it was just it was it was a really cool experiment it was really and then especially with the sugar because sugar is like definitely the biggest one for me yeah Um, it's just feeling like I can't stop once I start and um and the experience I had was like, I really wanted, I, the couple times that I'd had it, I was like, this would have been more enjoyable if I would have 
just gotten one thing and just shared it with Ian and we both would have just enjoyed it together. Like, like trust um, your body, not overthink it. it. That's the hard part sometimes. Or like FOMO with food. I definitely, I'm like, no, but we each need to get one so we can try more things. And then it ends up being way too much. And yeah, then there's guilt and there's waste guilt and then there's calorie guilt and so much guilt what are we doing to ourselves and it was like sweet in a sort of heartbreaking way to be sharing sugary treats with ian because he we do that so rarely in like real life and i could see how happy he was like mom's eating this too and we get to eat it together and talk about what it tastes like versus him eating it and me being like what does it taste like (laughs) (laughs) tell me everything i'm afraid if i start eating it i won't stop eating it Oh, such is the life of disordered eating. What can you do? What can you do? So. I think we, I think we did it. I think we did it. We'll see if it turns out. So, uh, thanks for hanging with us. Thanks, you guys. And joining us. Join us next time for our take on episode six, maybe also seven of Top Chef Portland. It's Grummy versus Crummy. And I'll definitely have a last morsel. And maybe even a making challenge. Oh, and that too. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. And until then, just keep eating. Too much. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, I have to hit stop.